Hello everyone and welcome back to Arts Midden. This is Christina and you're with Reem. And we have some two guests inside of our studio, which is always great. I love having live interviews. We have Sally McLean, the Creative Director at Ecognita Enterprises. Mm-hmm. And we also have Christopher Kirby, one of the actors. How are Welcome. we going? <laughs> great, great. How are you? Good, thanks. Good. So you guys are in for the web series Shakespeare Republic. Mm-hmm. Tell us a bit about it. Oh. Oh, he's going to look to me. Okay. <laughs> okay, I start Sally. this conversation. Thanks, I like, Chris. I like how you got that visual. Oh, he's going to look to yeah, me. Yeah, I yes. think, well, it's radio. We need to be, we need to be sharing there we go. what's going All on right. here. Um, yeah, so, well, Shakespeare Republic. Shakespeare Republic began in uh, 2015. So we're in our second series now. And it came from an idea of uh, taking Shakespeare pieces and uh, presenting them in modern settings. So we like to call it bite-sized Shakespeare. It came out of a desire to... I guess I'd been having a lot of conversations with actor friends and and just friends out of the industry about the classics, and I would routinely hear, oh, Shakespeare's just too hard, I'm terrified of it, I don't want to do it, blah, blah, blah. And the thing is, is that I grew up hating Shakespeare, so... Same! (laughs) Thank you. I give you permission to hate Shakespeare. I give everyone permission to have that problem um, because of the way that I was introduced to it, which is through reading it rather than through performance. So you usually get it in English class, and depending how great your teachers are, they will usually... Uh, if they're they're good and they get it they'll take you to see a production and that will help if they don't you just end up not enjoying it terribly much Mm. unless you're one of those kids that just loves reading anything which Mm. I wasn't Mm. (laughs) so so it came out of that thing of me going through um, high school just saying and actually knowing I wanted to be an actor and saying I actually will never be a Shakespearean actor I'm never going to do it I don't like it Um, and then (laughs) and look what happened (laughs) (laughs) and you're doing this because never tip the universe (laughs) never tip the universe Uh never say never but yeah going to drama school in England shifted all of that because, you know, A, I had to do a Shakespeare piece to audition and then on top of that I got handed the dissertation subject Elizabethan Theatre so oh, I was gosh. getting massively hit over wow. the head with it. <laughs> and it was actually when I started understanding the history of it and realised the man had actually lived and had been a human being who, you know, had a life uh, and I found that out through doing my research, of course, about Elizabethan history. I don't know, it just suddenly came to life much more for me at that point. And I had a really good Shakespeare teacher who said to me if Shakespeare was alive today he would have started writing on Neighbours or EastEnders and ended up oh. writing Marvel movies. Wow. Mm. And yeah. I, Interesting. That's what it says, yeah. And yeah, I went, I yeah, actually, that makes. he started with all the poetry yeah. and he went into plays and mm-hmm. they were the blockbusters of the era, okay. those yeah. plays. So, so anyway, so that's my background. So I ended up saying one day, you know what, we should do this web series. Let's do it. I'm now a mad Shakespeare nut. Let's go for it. And um, mm-hmm. I rang, I think the first one person I rang was Alan Fletcher and said, Fletch, <laughs> I know you're a mad Shakespeare nut. How about coming and doing a web series? To which, bless him, he said yes immediately. And I think the next call was to Michaela Banners, mm-hmm. whose response was, the thought terrifies me, so that means it's a yes, which I loved I like as an answer. Like yeah. uh, and then it was Ben Steele and Billy Smedley and Rowena Hudson. And so they, we, were our, we were the first lot in the first season. And then we got that done and it went out. And then we thought, well, we're having fun. Let's do season two. And that's where we bring in Christopher Kirby, Nadine Garner, Dean Hagland, uh, Fallon Ryan, Phoebe Ann Taylor. Okay, I will go through the cast list later, but there's yes. no 13. But that's good, though. But you mentioned them I this time. I did mention them this time. It's, an, it's <laughs> yes. an amazing cast. Yeah. Like, it, incredible. They really are. They're an incredible group of people. I'm very grateful to every single one that said yes, they'd come and do it. And, and the great thing was people like Fletcher and Michaela came back for season two as well because they were available. We couldn't get Rowena Hudson because she was off wowing Edinburgh Fringe Festival with Fringe Wives Club. So whatever, we don't, oh, you know. No. Uh, that, but it's great. We're I really don't know if you want to publicly diss them. On the <laughs> <air>. <laughs> 
Actually, no, wow. I don't. What I, what I do want to say about Fringe Wise Club, because we do this cross-promotion for all of our ensemble members, mm-hmm. uh, do go and see them in, in Melbourne uh, Fringe Festival that's coming up because they've got a, a show coming up. It's, I think they're doing a reboot of one of their shows and they are hilarious mm. and brilliant. So go and see it. See? I've, I've given them a plug. Oh, you are sharp today. Okay. <laughs> so now it's your turn to talk, Chris. <laughs> okay. Let me get this question out. Mm-hmm. So when you were um, starting this web series, were you doing it for the people that are nuts about Shakespeare or did you just do it? Like, was that the target audience? That or were is you a like, very good question. Mm-hmm. Thank you. It is, isn't I it? Tried. Thank you. Um, well, I would, I think... My biggest concern when I first released season one, because I have a very different approach to Shakespeare. Well, not it's not totally different, but I, I certainly I don't get precious around it must be set traditionally, it must be all that kind of stuff. I'm happy to play with uh, resetting it. I tend to not change the language, although we have been known to change the odd word here and there uh, just for relevancy. My biggest concern actually was the traditionalists that were really into Shakespeare because I really thought I was going to get a backlash. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh. Yeah. And have you? Um, respectful backlash has been the best way to describe it. And it has, when I say backlash, it's a very strong word. I've had people saying, what well, but the best kind of feedback has been from those that are mad Shakespeare nuts who said, I thought I was going to hate this, but actually I've really enjoyed it and I've watched all of it and I oh, want to see more. So That's we've amazing. had that quite a bit, which is a huge relief because I didn't want to upset all the experts yeah. out there. Um, but because I haven't academically studied it as such, I haven't gone on and done a degree in Shakespeare or anything, oh. um, yeah, there can be a bit of criticism. But it was it was really for the guys that just don't connect with Shakespeare. It was yeah. really dumb for them. Yeah. It was For the people. Yeah, mm. for the people. And that's what he did anyway. That's yeah. what his, his well, main thing was. Exactly. Hence why it's mm. called Shakespeare Republic. It's mm. Shakespeare by the people for the people. Amazing. I remember being in drama school and wanting to sound like I knew everything about Shakespeare when really in my head I thought, I don't know oh. anything. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> I'm carrying around a dictionary with my Shakespeare plays because I need to read two, both at once. Like I was doing a, a monologue from Portia, Merchant of Venice. Yes. Mm. Was it the quality of mercy is not strained by any chance? Yes. yes. It's a and, great speech. It's a great and speech. I just sat there like, okay, I've got to sound like really good at my drama school like I'm, I'm an actor oh, yeah. I've, I've got to know Shakespeare but mm. it's something that's not spoken about in the acting world because no one wants to sound like they don't know Shakespeare you've got to know it to be an actor like that's it's this, in popular uh, media now it's like yeah. everyone knows Shakespeare yeah so if you don't like understand yeah. it it's almost like why are you an actor <laughs> yeah and look I'm going to say one thing and Chris uh, and I when we worked for example on this Thomas More speech and actually all the actors and including myself can I say working for Australian Shakespeare Company which I have as an actor, at any given time we have up to seven different texts that we continually refer to the entire time in rehearsal and through the season. Wow. Because you do... The other problem too is that there are different interpretations. Mm. Shakespeare's really layered. I mean, mm. we found that, didn't we, Chris, working with the Thomas More speech? There's layer upon layer. Yes, we did. Um, <laughs> no, we did. And the thing is, it's... Uh, you know, I just... And I guess for me, uh, I just wanted to try to keep it as honest as possible, you know, and because obviously in the speech he's he's talking he's basically uh, giving the voice to um, people who don't have a voice the refugees you know why do we want to kick them out and I'm like well hold on here we can't do this because of you know A yeah. B C and D and for me you know I, I you know I take something like that quite personal considering what's going on in the world today and so I think uh, when I finally did say okay I'll do it because <laughs> I noticed you know we get a list of the things we want to do. And I noticed everyone was taking stuff off, and it was just right there staring me in the face, you know? <laughs> uh, and I'm like, oh, okay, do I, do I? I'm like, oh, okay, right. I, I, and I finally took it off. Now, uh, because uh, Sir Ian uh, McKellen does oh. it, right? Oh. And it's like, it's almost as if, like, 
okay, you know what? I gotta. I can't even look at that right now because, <laughs> well, because the thing is, you can't really, you can't really you can't. imitate. You have to try to create, mm-hmm. you know. And so yeah. I just said, um, I just told Sally, look, I just want to connect and then just move on. And if I know I'm going to be breaking meter, I'm going to be breaking all these different rules. And I, I said, look, I just want to, I want to make it heartfelt, as heartfelt yeah. as I can. And it's really sort of funny too because I think I don't know why, I sort of chose uh, in my own. Uh, how should I put it, dialect, mm-hmm. that basically would be someone who would speak for the people. Yep. So Amazing. he's one of the people, if yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. And so, uh, and to me, I've, that was very important because I believe um, a lot of people actually don't get a say. Definitely. And uh, mm. uh, that to me was, uh, was important. That, you know, give people voice. Exactly. And the thing is, Thomas More was a real person. Um, Shakespeare Mm. was one of ten writers, Elizabethan writers, who wrote the play together. They were in an Elizabethan writing room, which I just love. Uh, Mm. And it's one of the only surviving examples of his handwriting that we have because the the actual play was never produced in his lifetime. It was considered too controversial because Mm. it was about the expulsion of the Jews from London during Henry VIII's time. And Thomas More was the one person, the politician, essentially, who stood up and said to the crowd that was trying to chuck them out of London, you can't do this yeah. because if you do this, what's to stop someone doing this from you? This mm-hmm. is inhumane, mm-hmm. which again is very forward thinking for the 1600s, yeah. um, 1500s I think was when this was written. Um, and so it was just deemed too controversial because they had Elizabeth I think on the throne still at the time. It was a play about her father, father's reign. It was all about, you know, we could end up in the tower for this. So they didn't actually produce it. So it was only discovered about 25 years ago. And it's extraordinary how much it has relevance to today. Oh, yeah. Sadly, how Mm. much relevance it still has to today. Mm. Um, But Thomas More also wrote the book Utopia. Ah. So he was very much an idealist about how human beings could work and live together, Mm. which sadly, of course, you know, human it's great till human beings actually get involved in the mix and then it all comes very pear-shaped. Yeah. Mm. But it was that thing of the way we played that scene, we just took it from, in in the play it's set in um, the mob in London is rioting and, Mm. and threatening to violence to the refugees. Uh, or to the, to the Jewish population they want to kick out, we took it to a modern context and put it in, a, in the halls of power, mm, really, mm. talking to a parliamentary committee. Mm-hmm. And we were kind of... We were very clearly referencing what's been going on with the last two governments regarding refugee status and what's happening with the refugee issue with Manus Island, etc. Yeah. Which had an enormous amount of... When, when it was screened at Melbourne Web Fest, because I've only yeah. been able to sit in a couple of... And Chris was away filming at the time, so he couldn't be there, unfortunately. So I was busy texting him from, <laughs> from the thing going, oh, my God, the audience just went dead silent. And at the end of it, I felt they all took a breath... At, like They let their breath out at the end, which was quite extraordinary. Um, that would have been to amazing. See the impact it was having, particularly because it was a Shakespeare piece. Yeah. Because it's Shakespeare, so people yeah. don't normally relate. But, yeah, I no. mean... Like, or find a way to connect to it. It really... And yeah. it's because Chris that. connected. You know, this yeah. is... The thing, Chris connected really strongly to the material, and that means the audience will. And he knew what he was saying. That's the difference. Mm. I think I did. Anyway. He did. He knew. Um, he keeps saying he didn't. He knew. Yeah. I, mean, I, jo- really I joke. Well. I joke. <laughs> but, you know, but, as I, but as I said before, I think it's so important. It is so, so, so important to, um, you know, we have examples in history where, uh, you know, we've been down these roads before. Yes. You know, but it seems as if, like, we haven't learned anything. Yeah, mm. exactly. You know, and I think that's why I was so, and then obviously, too, you know, with the whole, I guess, politi- political situation that was happening back home. Oh, you yeah, know, the whole world? Yeah. yeah. The whole you world's know what going I mean? through it. And yeah, so it's, it. I just kind of thought, oh, I, I just, okay, I have to do it. You know, and yeah. literally, it was almost, it was literally staring me in the face because there's this whole checklist. And I'm like, oh, no one's going to take that, aren't they? Mm. 
Okay. <laughs> I have to do okay. it. I can't run away from it. Yeah. What, what Chris doesn't know is I told all the actors, the other actors, they couldn't have oh. that speech. <laughs> because I was picking see, it for him. See, see, always manipulating. You see? Oi, oi, director. Wait, oh, yeah. hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Show right. overview. Wait, wait. That's what a director is. Right? Wow. It's, yeah. it's, it's like, here, just take that. Here you go. What you don't know. Oh, this is what happens when, when some of the cast come into interviews with me. I start letting all my secrets out. <laughs> yeah, how exposing I make it work. everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah Speaking right. of the director and cast relationship, so how hands-on were you as a director and how much reign did you let the actors have with their characters? Oh, I think I'm going to throw that to Chris first as a cast. I don't know. I think I know what happened, but it's only from my perspective. Well, you know, besides the whip and... Uh, <laughs> And uh, you know, and the uh, you know, and just the bread and water during uh, no catering, no, you know, really on uh, budget. You know, outside of that, I mean, it, it seemed pretty normal. Um, <laughs> Cockroaches on the wall, not too. <laughs> no, look, I need look. I just wanted to make sure, you know, when you go into something, you just want to make sure that you're uh, protected. Mm. And I know that's kind of like, what are you talking about? But I think sometimes you just want to make sure you're in you're in safe hands. And I just you know, we had a, quite a few conversations. And so I, uh, I felt like I was safe. Mm. And so, and I just, uh, and, and so we had this conversation about, well, look, let me just connect. If I'm, if I'm blowing smoke, if I'm going, going off, you know, circumstance, please let me know. And then, you know, then I'll try to, you know, rein myself in. But um, no, Sally was fantastic. I couldn't ask for possibly a better person to actually help me get through this thing, you know. Check is so in the mail. No, no, but you know <laughs> what? I'm being serious. And and you know what? Um, because of what is going on, it's just important that we get these reminders that, you know, people are still human beings, mm -hmm. regardless. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. It is. You, Chris. I don't even know if I answered the question. Oh, no, that, was that was beautiful. Um, <laughs> oh I, I love you. You're oh awesome. The thing is, is that, yeah, I mean, the thing is, too, that as a director, you, you well, the way I work is that I will work out how an actor ticks and then work out how that I can support that and, and bring the best out in them and their performance. Yeah. So um, the way, for example, that I work with Chris is different to how I may have worked with Michaela or Nadine mm -hmm. or any of the other guys. Cattle prod. Ah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, was using, I was using using cattle prods. Yeah, you see, right. you see. There's a, there's a, there's a theme. There's a theme here. Right. <laughs> yeah, I just open up the case and go, what, what? Now, Michaela. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That one. I'll use that. But, uh, but yeah, it's it's a case of, um, of therefore, yeah, and just working with them. I mean, all the directing that I do, also being an actor, it, I think it helps mm. understand what the processes are going Definitely. on. Mm. And, look, also, Chris and I um, work very well together because we've both worked extensively with Howard Fine. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, at Howard Fine Studios and Chris in L.A. and also here and me here. So we also have, mm. therefore, a shared shorthand of mm. techniques. So I could say, you know, a certain phrase to Chris and he'd know exactly what I was talking about and how to then implement mm. that in the performance. Yeah. So that helped as well because we've got the same training. Um but it was, yeah, I mean, again, worked, uh, not every actor has done that work. And so it's just a matter of working out how they tick and, and then what they need from me. And being mm. ready to jump in. I mean, I would never, I will never let an actor sit out there hanging in the wind not knowing what's going on. Definitely. If I can avoid it because I know what that feels like myself as an actor when you, especially dealing yeah. with a text like Shakespeare. Mm. A lot of the rehearsals... And it's quite dense, too. You know, there's so much in it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. It's important to know that you're being looked after. Definitely. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's so interesting, like, because being safe for an actor in, on set in this world that has crew members, like, there's lots of people around, you just got to 
be there for that scene and for your character mm, mm. and to have a director that knows what that is like as an actor it would be so yeah, rewarding. But also feeling safe that actually yeah. gives you the uh, uh, the sort of the courage Freedom, to actually take yeah. chances. That's you know it. what I mean? Exactly. And that's, exactly. that's what I think is important. And that would yeah. have been why the audience had such a strong reaction because you're there taking chances with your courage and you mm-hmm. feel safe in the yeah. hands of Sally and the audience is like, mm. I felt it because you're feeling it. Yeah, it was interesting. And a lot of our... That's exactly right. You have to build a really stable platform for actors to leap off from. Mm. And no, they'll get caught if they if anything happens. That they will be there's a safety net. Um, nine times out of ten, and most of the time they don't need it. But it is that thing of mm. knowing that it's okay. That if they do jump, yep. I'll catch them <laughs> if I have to, yeah. or I'll let them fly, depending yeah. on how it goes. Yeah, good um, luck with that one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, no. And everybody flew. I mean, yeah. essentially. But again, a lot of it's prep. We do a lot of prep. Yep. We have rehearsals quite extensively prior to filming because I'm a big believer in if you've got the time and the luxury to do it then do it exactly. use the time yeah. use the time use particularly the time. again with Shakespeare you don't want to be having that conversation on yeah. set of going what does this word mean um, was or, it dictionary yeah exactly <laughs> right. if you can ha- avoid it particularly on a low budget because crew do have a mm. patience limit mm. <laughs> so they, <laughs> you kind of go yeah we won't we won't do that all in front of them but yeah so we had quite a bit of rehearsal time of delving into the layers yeah. and talking about where it related to today Mm. A lot of that connection, because the big thing about Shakespeare Republic, of course, is making it related to today or relatable to today's things, exactly. what's going on. Yep. So, yeah, Thomas More is probably the best example of politically how season two particularly aligned. Mm-hmm. But then we had Michaela doing Hamlet, which relates to mm. mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Um, we had um, Nadine doing uh, Viola from Twelfth Night, right, which yeah. was about gender uh, fluidity, but also mm. about, yeah, the perception of, of women in society mm. as well. Um I did Beatrice, love Beatrice from yeah. Much Ado, who uh, basically is the party girl, who rebel who refuses to grow up properly. Should have probably grown up by now and got married, but refuses point blank to do it. And why did you choose that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Chris, what are you trying to say? I'm just, no, I'm, what are you trying to say? <laughs> what am I trying to say? <laughs> yep, basically she's me. Anyway, um, but yeah, I mean, that thing of we tried to find as many different characters. We tried to find some kind. We had Billy playing um, Henry V. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> which looks all terribly serious and warlike until you realise that... And to giving spoilers, if anyone doesn't want to know what the ending of his episode is, <laughs> to, as he is now, uh, spoilers as he turns out to be the leader of a laser strike team. <laughs> oh! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we do take a little spin on them as well to find some fun in there too. So it's not all mm. high drama, but it's... Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's... So as a director, I get to do all the fun and games of choosing all those pieces. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some actors know immediately what they want to do and they'll come straight to me. And I'll often go, I, there has to be a bit of a, is that going to work for the series? Is that going to work with that actor? Definitely. We do a lot of talk around why you're choosing that, which is why Chris said, why are you choosing Beatrice? <laughs> <laughs> like, thanks for turning that around on me, whatever. Yeah, so it's that conversation around why those pieces. And then yeah, once we lock down on that, we just get to and start rehearsing. So it's about two months worth, I think. Amazing. Yeah. So this is like a multi-award winning web series. <laughs> yeah. That's incredible. Like, did you even fathom this, like the, the success of this? <laughs> no, not Was this just kind of like no. an idea you had at home? Like, I'm just going to start a web series. Well, it came out of my work in England, and also my honorary patron for Incognita Enterprises was Sir Nigel Hawthorne, who beautiful actor. If anyone has ever watched Yes Minister or Yes Prime Minister, you, he played Sir Humphrey Appleby, which is probably his best known role. Which is kind—I of, mean, he's very good at comedy, but he also is an Oscar nominee for The Madness of King George, and he'd won a stack mm. of BAFTA awards. 
and he came on board as basically my mentor in the very early days wow. of my career. And I remember saying to, to Nigel, because he's also a member of the Royal Shakespeare Company, I remember saying to Nigel, I really think there's something to do with bite-sized Shakespeare. I think we should. It, there's got to be something. And there was just no medium for it at the yeah. time. And so that got shelved for probably a decade. And then I got involved in the web series world and I suddenly thought, oh, my goodness, there's that idea. Because I'd, I'd been working on Perfect. a documentary, which is still being done, and I needed a break. And I thought, oh, my goodness, the Shakespeare idea, it's the perfect medium. Let's just go for it in web series. And I've said from the outset to everybody, this is an experiment. <laughs> I actually don't know how this is going to work, so let's play. And I do think that's got probably something to do with it because we don't... There's pressure. You always want to do your best work. Mm. So it's not about that, but... Almost not, nothing to lose in a way. Yeah, and there was no attachment yeah. to outcome in the sense of what would happen once it was finished. As long as we all knew we'd done 100% best job we could on the day and put it together and it was the best quality we could produce at that point. Um, of course, you know, I put it into festivals and things, but there was no attachment to the outcome of that. It was mm. like, look, if we get into something that's fantastic and if we don't, all right, so be it. We, mm. we still managed to achieve mm. something by completing it. And yeah, going on the festival circuit, first season was a shock. I was like, wow, there was no money in first season at all. And, wow. and, and that just oh. went gangbusters all of a sudden, which was a complete, yeah, I, I keep using the word gobsmacked an awful lot, which probably I shouldn't use. But anyway, that, it was <laughs> completely shocking. That I was like, I don't know what's going on there. And so then, of course, the pressure was on for season two. <laughs> it's like, oh, no. So again, it's an experiment, guys. No idea what we're going to do uh, out there. And yeah, season two amazingly has done extremely well. Of course, you've got an award-winning actor sitting here exactly. in the studio Ooh. right now as well from Austin Web Fest, best lead actor, Mr. Christopher Kirby. <laughs> yeah, okay. No. <laughs> you know what? It. That's why Listen, I did that. I am, I am, look, I am beyond, like, humble, no doubt, but I think at the same time, and, I, and I'm, I'm not just saying this, and I've actually, and I've told you this before, look, I couldn't have gotten anywhere without Sally's direction. Wow. And I'm just saying that. I'm just, you know, I mean, I was just, I just basically just became a vessel and just kind of went, okay, you know, let's just, let's try to get to shore. You know what I mean? So, you know, oddly enough, I didn't, I thought she was actually joking when she actually told me because I'm sitting there kind of going, oh yeah, yeah, because you know, what's like the time difference and, you know, yeah. and I just got off, I just got off set and I'm thinking, oh yeah, how's, how's everything your way? Da, 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 you know, have you, you know, and, and then, and then she texts back. Well, I don't know, Mr. Uh, award-winning actor, right? And I'm thinking, yeah, haha. No, seriously, how'd it go? You know, she goes, no, no, really. Uh, and I'm thinking, right? So I got called back to set. So I go back to set, right? Because I love I dropped that on you. Right? And she's just no, dropping no, on me, right? right? Go right? So I have to go back. I have to go back. And I'm thinking, oh, man. I, and it's like, it was one of those really introspective scenes, too. So I'm having to, like, okay, great, oh. you know? And so... I finish that, and then I get all, and I get, finally we get reception. I'm like, "Hey, uh, what do you mean?" I said, "Don't." I said, "Don't joke around." I'm being serious, you know. And then literally, I had to kind of do the uh, doubting Thomas thing, right? Kind of going, "Oh, I didn't," you know. So I'm trying to look it up. I'm talking to her at the same time. Yeah. So anyway, you're uh, where's it like? And then finally, I'm like, "Oh, you have got to be kidding me!" Oh my gosh. I actually what? You know. So yeah. That's amazing. How yeah. do you feel? <laughs> um, as I say, I'm I'm humbled. It's uh, yeah. I, wow. I mean, I, I, I'm really at a loss for words. I don't know. As, yeah, I just, I'm just beyond, uh, I, I can't even tell you. I, I know, I sound like, no, and so he started choking on the air because he couldn't think. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, I'm just, I'm beyond humble, you know. But as I said, you know, look, I, I really think I cannot actually take uh, all the credit because mm. I do think this was definitely a team effort. And so, there you go. But is it even a surprise? Because you look... Just talking about the character, you seem so connected 
with him? Yeah. So was it even a surprise? Since also you also seem connected to the world and what's going on to it, and you that might have influenced. But see, I think that's it because yeah. I'm not, I'm not speaking for myself, mm -hmm. and that's why. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm speaking for, you know, the people that don't have a voice. Because you're even getting teary right now. Yeah, I know. So I like it's incredible. Like, I I, yeah. Yeah. It's amazing to watch how connected you are with the character and just the whole mm. know what comes with the whole mm. thing and mm. with the whole character. Very so much. I'm not and being convinced. No, no, completely. I think. I mean, look, I love. Obviously, I'm incredibly grateful for Chris being so generous with his praise about this. But you know, um, I wasn't the one on screen. So I can only do what I can do, and then it's all up to you, my friend. With <laughs> <laughs> the cattle prod off screen. Shh, you're not supposed to share those sort of things. No. But do you know what I mean? I wasn't the one up there doing the performance, so there's only so much. And, and so, yes, it was a team effort, I think, but you took everything I gave you and ran with it, and ran with it exceedingly well, and just let it embody and But I think that come. comes from the trust thing, too. Yeah. Because it was, I felt as if, like, um, you know, I was being, yeah, I was being, I was being looked after. Definitely. This so, yeah, is yeah, 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 yeah. like by far one of the most beautiful director actor relationships. Yeah, I think the I've chemistry. Seen. Like it's it's truly phenomenal. Like it's very like if I could go into a set and have a director and have a relationship like that, I would be so blessed. Like mm. that is just really not lovely to see. Mm. Well, no, you know, and as I said, I cannot. I know we joke around a lot, yeah. but I cannot give Sally enough praise for that. Oh my god. So yeah. And vice there versa to Chris. You know, I mean, you know, really. It's been, and it's interesting because you don't often. I mean, we we've, we've talked about this that mm. there are certain actors, particularly as a director, but also just as actors that you connect with mm. really solidly and and have this amazing bond. And there's some that you don't, and that's okay. That's how it works. We were also, I think, for for that piece particularly, it was just a kind of zeitgeist of everything happening at once, a perfect storm, I suppose, of of the right conditions in a way. Mm. We get along very well as humans. We also get along very well creatively. Obviously, <laughs> we've got a lot of respect for each other. That's the other thing. I mean, the big thing, I think, an ingredient in mm. any good working, oh, yeah, yeah, creative yeah, yeah, relationship yeah. or any relationship, yeah. working relationship, is respect. That's true. Yeah. Actually, any relationship full stop is respect. Definitely. It's really important. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, and, and it just also, but there's a freedom that we have where we can, I can call Chris out and stuff, but vice versa, he can do the same yeah. to me. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Which this morning, actually. <laughs> no. Speaking of that. <laughs> oh, oh, I got to Wait a minute. Did I tell you? Anyway? No, no, no. No, no secrets, no secrets. <laughs> the fact that Chris rocked up to the front door and I was absolutely not ready to arrive, which is pretty normal. I might sound terribly together, but really I'm, I'm terrible with uh, with my timing and lateness and stuff, I've got to confess. Uh, working on that. Um, but yeah, it's that thing of, I don't know, I just think it helps. And, and the thing is, is that I've been very lucky with the cast, the whole cast. Mm. I've got... Um, well, you know, it's that we were joking about it today. Some of my best friends are in the cast. But some of my best friends are in this cast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, in this cast, but, but it's uh, they're true. Just, uh, I mean, yeah, as you say, some of the actors that are involved are just amazing and have done yeah. amazing work in this. Incredible and I, work. And, I, and literally, the fact that, you know, I kind of... And that's another thing why I probably don't go, oh... I mean, some of the work that's been done this year, last year, I mean, it's just, like, amazing. Phenomenal. Just, like, I just kind of go, wow. The passion you guys have for this. I want to binge watch this whole yeah. show. Because <laughs> you guys are just like, I don't know, I just have love you, it. Have you not watched it? No. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Oh, but no, before. Because <laughs> Shakespeare mm -hmm. scares me. Yeah, it really hello. scares me. Exactly. But now. It means you are a perfect yeah. audience. Yep. <laughs> so, no, I right. will definitely watch this and recommend it. Because the passion and the love you guys have for not only the character, but what it stands for the whole show is mm. amazing. Incredible. Well, I think, I think, you know, really, you, 
and I'm sort of a firm believer in doing things that are a little bit bigger than yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and you Definitely. do, you are that vessel, yeah. that, no, I that can thing. See that. And so, and yep. I think, and to me, that's actually quite important because that just gives you a purpose. Yep. You know? And you definitely need that. Um, yep. And I think, yeah, and that's something that, um, I think we all need a, a certain purpose, you know what I mean? And we, you know, we, sometimes we stumble upon it. Sometimes we, uh, uh, you know, get smacked in our face. And sometimes it's just left there when no one else is picking up. I didn't say anything about it. Like, you know, I was just afraid. Sorry, what? It was in general. Anyway. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, you're correct. Right. Look, and, I'm, and to follow on what Chris is just saying about that, I mean, I'm also, the partly I think where Shakespeare Republic comes from for me, and also there's a couple of other projects that I'm, I'm working on as well that are in the screen realm I'm a big believer you've got to know your history Mm. Mm. to improve your future so Mm. I think the whole thing about what Shakespeare was talking about 400 years ago and the fact that we're still dealing dealing with it we're still dealing with it exactly it's Um, forward thinking to this day it's still still happening because human beings as much as we may have improved our technology and Mm -hmm. improved generally our living conditions and all the rest of it we are still human and we're still doing these things that are causing you know good and bad but unfortunately quite a bit of bad where mm-hmm. that's still happening because we haven't yet learnt emotionally how to how to interact and behave and be as humans so mm-hmm. it's that thing about going well look this was happening 400 years ago mm-hmm. it's still happening now <laughs> should we it. be looking at this as something to fix yes. I think maybe yeah. we should exactly yeah. exactly yeah yeah well, definitely you know and, and the fact that you know you're talking about human beings you know regardless of where they come from they're still human yeah. beings now the thing is we all have people that we connect with you know mm-hmm. mother father sister brother boyfriend girlfriend what whatever right yeah. but to for us to not think in terms of someone else actually being also being a human being with those connections and that doesn't that almost by default give them a right to exist yeah and peace and and whatever you know so I just sometimes find the, um, uh, and I know we're, I'm probably getting into a, a subject that, uh, you know, a geopolitical um, <laughs> minefield, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Exactly. It sounds, oh, it's Friday night again. And so, but it's, you know, the fact that we actually don't, we have a tendency of uh, picking and choosing instead yeah. of just kind of going, oh, wait a minute, hold on. You know, they're just they're looking for the same thing that, you know, I, I, I'm sort of fighting for every day, mm. uh, you know, yeah. roof over your head, uh, uh, you know, decent meal, yeah. what, what have you. So I guess it's just easier to dehumanize people. Isn't it, though? And it with is. media yeah. and with everything. Yeah. And just able to close your eyes and yeah. just let that be mm. what he was. Or a lot of people will go, well, it's always been that way. And I go, yeah. whoa, 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 yeah. slow down. That's yeah, that slow is a lot. Yeah. yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Or I'm just argument. a person. I can't do anything. Thank you. But the thing is, that's that's where it starts. Yep, exactly. I'm sure if Martin Luther King went, well, you know, I'm just a preacher. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> you know I'm just I mean? a preacher. So what, I can just talk or anything? Yeah, yeah. Well, all, all I do is talk do from a yeah, pulpit. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And so, yeah. But it's it's when you get fed up enough with something, mm-hmm. and then that's when uh, you start to take action with change. Yeah. You know? And so, yeah. Anyway. And there is great power in the power of one because mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. can become it two, becomes a spark. three, three and it becomes a, spark. a crown. Fire. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And so we have a we have a responsibility movement. to speak up if we're in a position to do so. I mean, mm-hmm. both Chris and I have had this conversation recently, actually, about because mm-hmm. uh, we're also writing together with with the project and um, looking at this thing about you know the arts ha- can change the world. Mm-hmm. 
by providing so the spark. Yep. Yep. And yet yep. the arts are the ones that get the least funding and stuff like that. And because they can change the world mm-hmm. with a spark. And I think, I think that's, that's got an interesting correlation that funding definitely. is pulled from science and the arts and they're the two mm. areas that human beings can actually get some enlightenment and some yeah. Yeah. some um, ideas on how to live differently. Yeah. I think that's... And a whole conversation can, sorry, a whole conversation could just stop through art and just books and all that exactly. Mm. Talk. Sorry, I have to wrap it up, guys. I'm so sorry. I just looked at the time like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just starting to roll. Anyway. I know, and I want to keep talking, <laughs> but we have another interview after. But right. that's the perfect point to end on. I think that's yeah. going to give our listeners something to really think about. And definitely watch the show, even if you're scared of Shakespeare, yeah. which I am. But I will, I will take the, <laughs> I will watch it. Absolutely. I mean, if, yeah, do come along and have a look at it. And, and, you know, we hopefully you'll see a character in there from one of the characters, at least across the two seasons, mm-hmm. you can relate to. And that hopefully will be your window into the Shakespeare world, which is what mm. we kind of hope. There are 19 episodes, so there should be Amazing. someone yeah. in there that you can relate to. Yeah. Definitely watch Chris's Ep because it's, it's, it's very powerful and very relevant to what's going on now. But, yeah, watch all of them because we love all our yeah, cast. Yeah, watch all of them. Yeah. We so, love all our cast. We do. So, yeah. listeners can head to ShakespeareRepublic.com for more information. And Absolutely. You hit the front page of ShakespeareRepublic.com and you'll find all of Season 2 episodes are sitting there. And Season 1, as you just go through the menu, it's got Season 1 up there. You'll find those guys in the site too. And, yeah, and all the stuff that's going on and also Speaking Daggers and the music video Mistress Mine, which is a Shakespeare song to modern music. Oh, there's plenty of stuff. You'll have plenty a fabulous thing. Fabulous yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, there's plenty of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Check it out. Check it out. Yeah. <laughs> So that's Sally McLean and Christopher Kirby, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to that interview. Hope you gained a lot. Look, as Reem and I yeah, sitting no. here like, whoa, that was everything. <laughs>